When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Matthew Collar and Alex Boone back here. From 4 to 6, Mackie and Judd with Rami will be having a celebration that Andrew Wiggins is no longer a Minnesota Timberwolf. I'm sure he's a great guy, but he uh, was the ultimate up and down and more down than up. And uh, no matter who tried or what they tried to put around him or who they tried to get to motivate him, it just was not a thing that would happen. Um, so he is now in Golden State. Well, um, you guys are really upset. You know, when a team loses, what are we on now? 12 or 13 games in a row, 13. and it's been how many the years? The probability of losing that many is almost yeah, I hard, know, I feel like. <laughs> I know. In the, like, it, it, I'm sure gambling experts in Vegas would be like, oh, man, no way. How did that happened. <laughs> like that, usually, I mean, especially when you have, like, quote unquote, star players, but I tend to argue that they have alleged star players rather than stars, but they'll get into that a little later because uh, I have something to bring up with you about Delvin Cook. Do it. Um, So I was looking through some numbers, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, which you love, and Mm -hmm. I'm excited to tell you about. And so there's a statistic called expected points added, which let me just set this up for you so it makes sense in football terms. If you're at the 50-yard line and you throw a swing pass to Delvin Cook and he shreds three tackles and he runs for 15 yards to the 35, your expectation of scoring, the percentage chance you think of scoring points, shoots through the roof to go from the 50 to the 35. All all of a sudden you're feeling like touchdown is possible, field goal, worst-case example. Well, the statistics back that up. So if you take every play that a player is involved with and look at how many times they got you closer to scoring... Um, then you get an expected points added. So how much better they would have been if you say, you know, spike the ball or something. Okay, so does that yeah. make some sense? Yeah. Um, now, uh, Delvin Cooks was similar to Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs in the passing game. So meaning passes that went to Delvin Cook were as valuable as Diggs and Thielen, which is super rare. And the only other running back that I could find who Sproul. was similar was, well, at least this year, was Christian McCaffrey, who had a, a similar impact that was receiver-like in getting you closer to scoring. Yeah, incredible. So there's a conversation that's going to go on forever in this offseason about Delvin Cook and whether to sign him to a contract extension. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley might be on the trade block. David Johnson might get cut. Devontae oh, he's getting cut. Freeman has been a disappointment. These guys who signed contracts that hasn't worked out super well for lately for running backs. 
I think if you make it a plan, a resolution in 2020 to throw the ball to Delvin Cook 100 times and not run him 200 times, but use Alexander Madison more for the ground and pound, the stuff that wears down these running backs, that Cook makes such an impact in the passing game, it would be worth it if that was the plan, to really enhance using him in the passing game and dial back on how often you're just slamming him up the middle. It's hard. That's hard to do, dude. That's so hard to be like, listen, we're going to throw him a screen pass. We're not going to let him run his favorite play. <laughs> I mean, I get that you want to like save his legs and you want to save the wear and tear, but let's not forget what the number one rule is in football, to win the game. And however you got to do that, you got to do that. Now, his numbers are stupid sick because his screen pass game is incredible. Like you said, his swing route's incredible because when you get ahead of steam and you're going that fast, you don't even have to sidestep anybody. You just run through people. And that's what makes him so dangerous is that he's one of those guys that can catch a flare out and you're like oh my god this could be dangerous like a play that should be two three yards could be 15 easily if he just doesn't blink i mean that's incredible but you talked about it (laughs) the running backs are getting left behind and look at the ones that you just named two years ago people would have been like dude you're crazy these guys are the next generation now they're like who david johnson is he still on the Cardinals? Like, dude, they they're gone. They're done with that. And the problem becomes, then you have so much wear and tear on these guys that it's like, well, that was their career. That was the short end of it, and it's a, it's a nasty position. And if you're good at it, yeah, you're like Zeke, and you can get paid. But even he had a tough time this year. You know, eventually yep. people have your number, and I think that that's really going to turn so many people away because it's going to end up being one of these. You know, we can do it with three young guys as opposed to one main guy. Like Derrick right. Henry's going to get paid from somebody there's no question Le'Veon Bell got paid Derrick Henry will get paid his success he dude he could change the game forever who knows the problem becomes when you look back at the rest of the guys that got paid it's just not a good track record and people tend to look at that and go do I want to be the next team to make that silly mistake you know right yes you're a hundred percent correct and I but was, we love Delvin. Don't exactly. He's so he's so good and he's making such a huge impact in the passing game which I think is ultimately way more valuable than what you do in the running game or or way more hard to replace. Let me put it that way. It's super valuable to have a guy who's going to average four and a half to five yards a carry. It's just that there are a lot of guys who generally or even in a rotation can do that if you have a good offensive line at run blocking, you have a great scheme, which we know the Vikings will have with Rick Dennison. But when you're talking about guys who can rack up 80, 90 catches, who you can target 100 times, that's where you usually only talk about special players. Right. And I was thinking about Marshall Falk and how good Marshall Falk was into his late 20s and even slightly early 30s. But usually what we're talking about with running backs is late 20s. And yep. if Delvin signed a contract extension for five years, let's say you know three of them are where most of the money is at, you're talking about taking him from age 24, 25 to 28, 29, which is usually the fringe end of where running backs sort of stop being super valuable, unless they're your buddy Frank Gore, in which he just can still do it when Love he's him. however old he is now. Um, but, you know, late 20s, you could still be super effective. And I was looking at Marshall Falk, who I know is an all-time great player, But when he was playing on those Rams teams, they were throwing him the ball 100 times every single year, and he continued to be super effective by having a workload, yeah, but not the same kind of workload that just getting hammered up the middle over and over and over again. I think that's where you rack up a lot of injuries. So if you were to tell me that instead of 250 carries, Delvin Cook gets 150, but 100 targets, then I think it might be worth it to do that because he's so exceptional in the passing game. 
I'm glad you said that because here's what I'm thinking. You already said it, right? We're going to drop him 100 carries. Do the defenses really fear you that much anymore? Do we play base as much? Maybe we play you nickel now. You're just going to throw him the ball? Dude, you've played right into our wheelhouse. Or right? do they follow like a moth to flame and just if you put two tight ends out there, they're like, must have linebacker. I don't think they're that dumb. Because I, I think that eventually your tendencies are going to show. You're not going to be handing him the ball as much. You're going to be throwing it to him. By game three or four, teams are going to go, all right, you know what? Start at nickel, make them prove it to us now. Like, that's what you don't want. You want them starting in base, like, God, please don't run the ball. Just don't. Like, that is so. I mean, imagine what I just said. That's your whole game plan. Them looking at you like, please, God, just don't run the ball. Okay? Don't don't hand it to them. (laughs) You want to throw it to them? Dude, we'll find excellent linebackers. Excellent linebackers are starting to show up everywhere now. These guys that can cover and tackle and hit and want to be crazy, dude, they're coming around now. So if you want to use him as that, well, now you're looking at a whole new offense, I feel like, because now people are going to technically look at you and go, are you really going to run it as much as you say you're not going to? Like, If the game was on the line and you know that handing it to Dalvin in the second half would, would get you the win, would you eventually abandon your own game plan? You know what I'm saying? Like, Eventually, at what time are you like, Dalvin, we were just kidding. We're going to hand you the ball 300 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, and that's another thing is if you are going to get away from the run game, I mean, what does he say about that? I mean, that's, there's so many questions to ask yourself, but I don't think you would have the same offense as you have now because now it's we're going to beat the living piss out of you until you don't want it, and then we're <laughs> going to throw it over you. Now you're just changing it to, well, we're going to kind of change it up, so we're still going to give him the ball, but we're not going to hand it to him. He's not going to have that head of steam at times. He's just going to catch and turn and run. Like, now you're kind of killing this guy. Okay, so now here's my question, though. Do you get closer to winning by keeping Delvin Cook at 150 carries and 100 passing targets per year and having Alexander Madison, who averaged four and a half yards a carry last Who's year, good. Yeah. handle a ton more of the running and, and mix it up with whoever else? I mean, if you like Mike Boone, then go with Mike Boone or get somebody else in the draft or whatever you want to do to have that rotation for running and have Delvin even line up in the slot sometimes or run a jet Ooh. sweep sometimes or whatever. Ooh. Like Get real creative with him as opposed to a traditional running back where he's just carrying the ball over and over and over again. Do you get closer to winning by that or letting him go and rolling the dice on whatever ends up in your backfield after that? No, because you know what? You got me thinking now, dude, like a flex back. Oh, my God, you know I love me a flex back out there. Who doesn't love a flex back? Dude, a guy that can catch, a guy that can do the reverses, like kind of like almost like a Debo Samuel, but in a running, true running back form. Dude, listen, if you were to do that, think about this. If you were to really be like, hey, legitimately, we're going to take away some of your carries, but don't worry, we're going to give it to Alexander Madison, Mike Boone, whoever, then all of a sudden you start to have both of best worlds, right? Like you have Dalvin, who's incredible, and he's in the backfield. Someone eventually is going to be like, all right, we're, he, he could get handed the ball. Like maybe they're just messing with us. So maybe I'm thinking more like seven or eight week that they're like, all right, we'll play you nickel. But you could have two other guys in there too, like take a little bit of this load off of him, add it to these guys. So now you have to have like a running back by committee with your big superstar back there too. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And, and, and Madison and Ooh. Cook on the field at the same time, this was a thing that really didn't happen much with Latavius Murray, and I thought it should have. Yes. Like why, why, yes. I mean, how about Bo Jackson and uh, Marcus Allen on the field at the same time? Like, you know, having two more great players on the field is not a bad idea. And just looking yes. through the running backs who have bucked the trend long term, they almost always have this element to them. Even Matt Forte is a good example, a yeah. guy who. Great for Right, late in his career, he had 100 catches at age 29 and ran for over 1,000 yards. Now, he was still getting over 200 carries, but he wasn't a 300-carry guy in a time in the NFL where they love to give 300 carries to their running backs and ruin them by age 27. If you're talking about you get to keep a great player 
and he has longevity, and he has an impact in the passing game where you can help win. And let's say you do move on from Kirk Cousins. Well, what's the best thing you can ever give to a rookie quarterback? A swing pass that goes behind the line of scrimmage and turns into 15 yards. Absolutely, 100%. And then not only that, but you're taking a lot of the stress off him from running the ball, and you're giving it. And now that's another thing, too, is now you can go out and get a guy like a, you know who I'm already thinking of, like a Mike Davis. Go out there and get a guy that's just going to run down your face, like love to get the ball like 50 times a year and be like, yes, I will do everything I can to get every single inch. Dude. Kind of like where your head's at. Yeah, okay. I'm glad I convinced you. I'm glad I brought you around. So now here's the question, though. <laughs> you come up to this, you start talking about, like, hey, listen, we're going to take away your carries. Do you think that would eventually hurt him in the contract? Like, hey, listen, we're also feeding two other monsters back here, too, now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of take his role away from him a little bit. Well, and so you... my thing is, you sign him to the contract and then make that his role. So you sign him to a contract assuming he's going to make a bigger impact in the passing game, which is how you win. Right? That That's right. how I would be looking at it. Is It's it's even part of the negotiation of, all right, in order to get our full amount of money, you got to line up in the slot oh, sometimes, yeah. and, and you got to run a reverse sometimes. And, you have, and, and I think he's willing to do this stuff. When he was at Florida State, he played outside receiver from time to time. I mean, he would do anything for them, and the Vikings just have not done that a lot with him, in part because I think Mike Zimmer loves an I-form handoff. Up in the, <laughs> um, yeah. And he is so effective in the running game, and it does set up the play action and all that. But it's been shown statistically that you can still succeed play action even if you don't have the greatest running game. So I don't think that the impact there is as huge as we make it out to be. Hey, your guy Sam Bradford in 2016 was one of the best play action passers in the league, and it was the, what, 32nd ranked running game. So it still works. There's not as many second and fours, I get it. but it's Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, but if, you're, 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 if your drop-off in actual running the football is from 4.8 yards per carry to 4.5 yards per carry, there is a difference in how it's viewed by the defense a little bit. But in terms of your actual production, not much. And if you're throwing to him more, then your production, your passing game goes up. Right, because like you were saying before, his passing numbers are stupid. Exactly. Yeah. No, I li- And you know what? I think when you talk about the creativity, number one, I mean, we joke about seeing him on a reverse, but... <laughs> Have you ever really seen him on reverse? Like that's a long way to run for a running back. Like, <laughs> it is. Yeah. That might like I kind of laughing because I could picture a few of them running. You'd be like, nah, dude, that doesn't look good. So, you know what? That's another question. Like, say you put him out there and it doesn't go as planned. Like, say he gets into the slot and it doesn't look mm-hmm. like you want it to look. Like he, yeah, he looks good taking a screen pass or he looks good taking a swing route. Those are different. Like you start running real routes, you're starting going against linebackers and people that are going to bump coverage you and start throwing yep, you around a little bit. You know, and then all of a sudden you got to think like defensive ends. They're going to be like, listen, man. Whatever happens, chip that dude before he goes out on his route. So now you got dudes hitting you all over. So it's like, man, what's what's the the least evil out here? Like we're trying to save his legs. We're trying to keep him for the long term. We're trying to make our offense also super effective. And I think when you talk about not having seen him do these things, I don't think it was Stefanski's time to be like, hey, listen, let's get exotic guys. Let's get right. crazy. You know, yeah. like that's just not him. But that's also not what I feel like Coops is going to do. Like I don't know if I see Coops being mm-hmm. crazy off the wall like uh, Andy Reid. Like, wait, who's who is that in the slot? Is right. that a guard? Or, or Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Right. Like those are guys that are they're not afraid to take risks because they've done it in the past and it's either succeeded so well that people have so much credibility for them or it failed miserably and they were quick to be like, listen, that's stupid. Let's not do that again. You know, so... Stefanski wasn't really, and to, to, to his credit, he didn't really have the head coach to be like, Coach, now listen, we're going to put Dalvin out in the X. <laughs> right. We're yeah. going to put Thielen in the backfield. He'd be like, dude, where's the power eye? Just give me somebody that speaks power eye offense. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so I've just been poking around while we've been talking on Pro Football Reference at, at the 
guys who lasted the longest in terms of like playing really well through their prime, and even somebody like Steven Jackson or Brian Westbrook, and so, something you run into with almost every single one is that they're the guys who are catching tons of passes and getting 100 targets per year. So, uh, I mean, some of them back in the day, they were getting 300 carries too. So it's not like a hard and fast thing. You have to limit it. But I, I think it might be a little bit of a hack to the system where everyone's looking at these running backs and saying, you can't, you can't pay them. There's no possible way. My one hack to that system would be, but what if? But what right. if you decided to move him, not full James White, where you're actually a receiver who lines up in the backfield, which is a really clever innovation by the Patriots that they've used, but kind of like more in that direction. And someone like James White is a sneaky, super valuable player in the NFL that no one really talks about because they're like, oh, he's a scat back. And yep. so he catches 70 passes at nine yards a catch per year, and he's getting lots of first downs and everything else. Um, but we're kind of like, oh, that's just a check down to the running back. No big deal. Well, Delvin could be like a, a hyper version of that um, with a little more running mixed in. So that's my thought. Um, earlier today, I sent you an email, yes. um, a very large and convoluted email, which I'm sorry for, uh, laying out all the things the Vikings need in the offseason and mm-hmm. basically asked you, if I gave you $40 million, assuming that they um, cut Everson Griffin, traded Xavier Rhodes or cut Rhodes, cut Riley Reef, and did everything they needed to do to create that cap space, how would you allocate that $40 million in cap space? And so the list is long for what they need. A couple of corners, safety, three technique, left guard, left tackle, and a number three wide receiver. Tell me where you would decide to spend that money. Like, you don't have to tell me where you're getting your bargain bin free agents right. or your number two draft picks or second rounders. But where was where would be the points where you would spend $15 million on your cap to keep Anthony Harris or sign Byron Jones? Or, or, or where would you want to spend it this offseason to make this team better? For sure, cornerback. you got to bring in somebody. I mean, you need to bring in somebody that can lock down. I mean, you feel like every team now has a receiver that can just murder you and just... I mean, if this league is going in the passing direction, we've just talked about this. Like cornerback numbers are down because it is a passing league, and these guys are cannot be handsy at all. So I think if you're going to spend money on something that's quality, go for a cornerback. Also, we talked about this earlier in the show. You got to keep Kirk safe, and I think you have to. You're either going to for sure pay for a guard, or you're going to pay for a guard and a tackle, and you're going to be like, listen, we're done on offense. The rest of our assets have to go to the defense because. I like what it. I like what I've seen from the depth of the D line. I don't think you need to yeah. add anything there. I love Stephen Weatherly. I love uh, Jaleel Johnson. Like all those guys. I think that those guys actually overachieve and they're playing really, really well. And I think it's because a lot of obviously George Patton, what he's doing in that room, but not George Patton. I'm sorry. Uh, D line coach escapes me. Andre Patterson. Saw, yeah. Andre Patterson. Sorry, I just saw his son the other day. Great guy. I love him. But I love what he's doing in that room. I don't think you need to go big in that room. Like I know people are like, dude, there's some guys out there right now like Jadavian Clowney that you could go get. But like, you have Daniel. You don't really need I mean, at times I think you're gonna need Barr to start stepping up in that role and being more of a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Like you have all the guys you need. You really need a cornerback. You need one offensive lineman. And I wouldn't be surprised if you go after a safety. After that, I think you draft Young for receiver. I love Young receivers. I think that they're extremely talented right now coming out of college. Second round is a treasure trove. Easily. Oh, bro. And they're so hungry to go out there and make a name for themselves. Every one of them. Because they know they're a dime a dozen. They're like, dude, listen, there's 100 receivers waiting outside this door to walk into this room. So I either have to put up my best foot forward or I need to get out of the way. 
So to me, you don't need to go after a big, high-priced, another diva, go there for a three-receiver. I think if you're looking at this, true corner, one true corner, one for sure alignment. And I like what Declan said earlier about maybe even letting go of Harry to keep Anthony. Like that's That goes back into your point. That would be super bold. That is a bold statement, but it's also like, hey, listen, we need to start kind of Belichicking our way out of this too. Mm-hmm. Like eventually yeah. guys start to get old. And I am the worst with change. When they used to let like guys like that go, you'd be like, dude, we are doomed. <laughs> like there's you could bring nobody else in to replace that guy's shoes. But then they found the next guy waiting. They were just like, yeah. calm down, dude. But because you don't see the potential, you just see what there is and you're like, you just let go one of the best safeties. But they're like, calm down, we had to. Like sometimes you have to move this. I d I kinda like that move. You you let go and you keep I think Anthony is the future of this. Like the kid is super talented. So I was looking at this an opposite way when I was filling out how you know I would allocate the funds, except for corner. You and I are 100% on the same Need page. A corner. If Byron Jones or Chris Harris wants to come to Minnesota, then get them some skis Which and ice might. fishing gear and bring them here. Um, because corners are worth it. Like They're worth that much money. And um, you know, if you want to have a true, like, great defense, I think you've got to have a Richard Sherman. You've got to have a Stephon Gilmore, somebody who's going, going to be a shutdown, at least one side of the field, or maybe even a shadow corner. And nickel corner is getting more and more valuable. We've seen that from Chris Harris. So I would spend a lot of money on the cornerback position to get someone great. And probably I'm into the idea of drafting a left tackle because I think it's a hard position long-term to fill. But if you were telling me, hey, we're moving on from Kirk after this year, so we're going all in. Like, oh, Jason Peters, how healthy is your everything? Because like mm. maybe if we get 10 games out of Jason Peters, that would be... Worth a lot, I think. Probably worth $15 million if you, could, if you could do that. So left tackle, I'm very much in on. But the position where we're a little differing is three technique defensive tackle. Because I think that when I watch you know, the, the two teams in the Super Bowl, Chris Jones, the way he dominated the second half of that game, and then the interior rushers, DeForest Buckner especially, is so good for San Francisco that quarterbacks who step up in the pocket have such an advantage against the Vikings last year that they didn't use to have when Tom Johnson was at that spot or Shreve Floyd was at that spot. It just felt very different. It felt like, oh, here comes Daniil off the edge, and whoop, the deck Prescott just stepped up and found Amari Cooper. Having that interior pressure, maybe not quite as valuable as having someone like Daniil Hunter, but I think it's up there. I agree with you, and I'm the first to say that interior pressure will destroy an offense because quarterbacks are not used to being stepped on in the front. Like normally, mm-hmm. they're used to stepping up. The minute you step on them, they're like they'll tell you two in the huddle. Like I've had a few quarterbacks be like, "Listen, man, you're getting way too close to me." You hear me? You're like, "Okay, got it. We're not gonna have it again." But what you do is you supplant that with these younger guys. Start putting these guys. Look, they've had they haven't had the pressure that they need in the interior, but they also have had enough success that you've seen from these young guys that you're like, man, these guys could really be something else. You need Barr to step up, though, too. You need to have him become more of a pass rusher and have him become more chaotic up front. And also... Look, if you look at that game, a lot of it too towards the end was how exotic they became. You know, they started picking on the Niners and started looping guys and twisting guys and getting crazy. And Mike Zimmer is one of the most uh, notorious for being exotic. And yeah, at times, yeah. you know, he was the one guy that brought the double A's and then learned how to drop them. And there's ways around that. And I think that when you're looking at it, you're like, man, Chris Jones, the end of that game, the way that they got after Jimmy, that was incredible. But a lot of it too was the back end was playing well. I think that this is one of the positions where. The younger you go, 
the better it is because these young kids are fearless, man. They don't care. The older guys are so stuck in their routine, and I say that because as an offensive lineman, when you get a guy who I used to play several guys twice a year, and you would know all their tendencies, they'd never change. Like You were like, this guy can never change from what he is. But then you'd get somebody that was unpredictable, and you were like, I don't know what he's going to do, but I just know that he's going to go 100 miles an hour. You look at all these young kids now. They're out of control, man. They're everywhere. They're in the B gap. They're in the A gap. They don't know where they're supposed to be. They're losing <laughs> contain. But at times, they're making up for it with their athleticism. Like That's what's so cool about all this is you're like, hey, listen, just go be an athlete. Just go, just go try and kill the quarterback, and you'll be fine, dude. And they're doing a good job. Now, at times, and you even saw it in the Super Bowl because Troy made a great reference. I don't know if anyone saw it. But Eric Armstead did not keep contain. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes sees that and just kind of, you know, walks out to the right, throws a 44-yard bomb. Mm-hmm. You're like, dude. But I, the rest of the year, Eric Armstead was all over the place. I mean, the dude was, you know what I'm saying? Like, this could be a double-edged sword, but I like the benefits of having a younger guy out there, more fresh, more ready to go, more eager to get that, than to go out and pay a guy. Because you know what, too? When you pay a defensive tackle, there's a good chance he's like, man, I'm good. I'm at it. It, it has happened, yes. I'm it good. Has, it definitely has happened. I I'll also, bet the ball down. I also put that in the category of might spend a first-round pick on because I think it is important in the Zimmer defense. So I like um, that better, too. I like that idea. Because I think we do see rookies at the defensive tackle position make uh, a pretty decent impact stepping in right away if they're just raw athleticism is higher than a lot of the offensive linemen they're facing. It's hard, so, are you uh, maybe prepared for some hot routes? I don't even think you're prepared. You know who I know is definitely not? It's Jonathan. Them. Jonathan's not prepared. No, he's no, that's not. That's never chance. happening. Not a ch- By the way, the Thanks, first guys. question was, is I was laughing because of all the videos that I saw from that. Oh, that was uh, a mess. Incredible. Uh, is, are we going to get Judd in here, too? Let's not. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we won't tell him. All right, we'll see. <laughs> we'll take a break. Matthew Collar, Alex Boone, you're listening to Purple Daily. We'll be right back on Score North. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 